I'd like just, if I may, take the opportunity to add my own welcome to our dear sister, Miss McAfee, this evening. I know that Mr. McLaughlin would have loved to have been here to be part of this meeting, and I know he'll be praying for us at this moment. And Noreen will know, of course, that for quite a number of years we had the privilege of serving as chairman of the mission board, which brought us into contact with our missionaries during that period, indeed over a 38-year period, which is quite a, a long time in any person's life. And so it's nice just to be able to renew fellowship with the Lord's servant, and I'm going to ask her now to speak to us first, and then she's going to show us a DVD. Thank you so much, Maureen. Well, it is a joy to be back in Duff and to have the opportunity to share with you about the work of God in the land of Uganda. The last time I was in Duff, I was talking about Kenya, and we were in a very different building to this one. And I want to really congratulate you on the beautiful building that the Lord has given to you, and I trust that the Lord will bless you in it, and that he will add many, many more uh, to the church family here. But it's lovely to be back again, and I trust the Lord will give us help even tonight. It's also good to renew fellowship with uh, the Reverend Michael Veen. He did come and visit us numerous times in Kenya, and we always enjoyed that. And it's good to see that he's still serving the Lord, and even going down there to uh, minister to those Roman Catholics down in the south. We're going to read from Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, and we'll read verse 1 first of all, and then we'll drop down to verse 8. We'll continue reading from there. So Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. It says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And then verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. We'll end our reading there, and we know the Lord will bless the reading of his own word to our hearts uh, tonight. Let's have just a moment's prayer, please. Our Heavenly Father, we give thee thanks that we can unite together, Lord, before thee. We thank thee that thou hast brought us into thy house on the evening of thy day. And Lord, thou hast granted us this opportunity, Lord, to read thy word and to think about thy work. And Lord, we pray that thou will draw close to us, and Lord, that thou wilt help us even this night. Lord, give help to me, I pray, as I would speak of, Lord, what thou hast done 
there in the land of Uganda. And Lord, give help to those who listen. We pray, Lord, that they would be challenged and, Lord, encouraged and uh, even, uh, Lord, energized to continue uh, remembering the, the missionary calls and the work of God at the throne of grace. We pray that thou will continue with us now, for we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. I should bring greetings, first of all, from my colleagues there in Uganda, from the Reverend Stephen Miller and his wife Ruth, and also from Mr. Andy Foster and his new wife Hannah. Um, they did say to pass on their greetings to all the folks here at home. And then greetings also from the staff and the students at Emmanuel Christian School. We want to thank you for praying for us. We know that many people have prayed for us, and we appreciate that. And we also want to thank you for all your practical support that has enabled the work of God there to continue. Now, the video shows what I do in Uganda very, very well. So, first of all, what I'm going to do is present some prayer requests, uh, and then uh, we'll come and watch the video, and I trust it will be a blessing to you. But do remember the Millers. The Millers are there on site. They're in charge of the church and the school at this particular time, and pray that God will give them wisdom in everything that they seek to do for him. Uh, pray for the church. Many people, when they think of our work in Uganda, and they think of um, the work at Emmanuel, I suppose the first thing that comes to their mind is the school. And the school is a very big part of the work of God there. But it's not the only part. There is a church on that site. And uh, the church is not just for the children of the school. It's for the community and for the people who live round about us. So we would ask you to pray much for the church at Emmanuel, that God would bless it. It's much easier to get children to go to school than it is to get people to come to church. That is probably true worldwide. I was thinking about it. And much as uh, we hear that children don't like school, uh, I think it's still easier to get them to come to school than it is to get people to come into the house of God. And pray that many would come in. Pray that God would move them. Uh, the area where we are is mainly Roman Catholic and Muslim. Uh, and obviously it's not easier for, easy for those people uh, to even take the step of coming into the church to hear the word of God. We do have a group who goes out each Lord's Day in the evening time to take the word of God to the people. And we thank God for that. We thank God for those who have come in as a result of that, uh, mostly young men, which is unusual in Africa because usually they, they send the ladies to church. But mostly we've had young men coming in and we have also had young men uh, professing faith in Christ. And we thank God for that. But pray for the church and all its various aspects, the Sunday school, uh, the midweek meeting and Bible study, the prayer meetings, uh, all that is going on there under the work of the church at Emmanuel. Pray for the school then also. Uh, school is back. This is the third term in Uganda. Uh, as in Kenya, the year school year runs from, from January time up until the end of November, the beginning of December. So this is our third term. That means it's also the exam term. And those who are sitting for national exams are busy preparing. Uh, we have 15 candidates in primary seven who will be sitting for the primary leaving exam. And then we have four young people in senior four in the high school who will be sitting for O-levels. It's still O-levels and A-levels 
uh, in Uganda. So remember them and pray for them. Pray for their teachers, uh, that God would help them and guide them, and pray that all would be well in the school, uh, especially during this time when I'm away. Pray very much for the staff. Uh, I have been greatly encouraged as I've gone around uh, to hear people say, I I pray for you every day, or I, I remember you in prayer. And all of us as missionaries appreciate the prayers of God's people. But we would also ask you to pray for the nationals. Pray for the Ugandan nationals who know and love the Lord and who also serve the Lord alongside us at Emmanuel. And in particular, you could pray for Madam Catherine. Madam Catherine's the head teacher in the primary school and she is obviously having many extra duties while I am away. And pray for her and for others there who know and love the Lord that God would bless them and guide them and make them a a great witness, even amongst their own people. Pray for the fosters. Uh, I said that um, uh, Andy has his new wife, Hannah. They got married on the 17th of August. They had a, a honeymoon. They passed through Northern Ireland, and they are now safely back in Uganda. So whenever it says on the DVD that they'll soon be back, you should know that they are already back. And we thank the Lord for that. Pray for them as they settle in again, uh, especially for Hannah. Hannah's a a young lady. She's 21 years of age. She's just finished uh, university. She's just got married. So she's settling into married life. She's left her country. She's left her family, her family home. She was living at home. And she has come out to Emmanuel to serve the Lord there with the rest of us. And pray for her that God would help her to settle in and that God would show her how she can best help in the work of God in that place. And pray for Andy too. There is an enormous amount of work for Andy to do, uh, practically, manually. Um, The site that we acquired or that we took over had some basic structures on it. Those structures need some improvement. They need some renovation. And they also need adding to. So there's a huge amount of work to be done. And of course, we, we're not anticipating that Andy will do it all by himself. Uh, there are those who volunteer to come out and help from time to time. And we have such a group coming out in November time, a group of men from Macrofelt. They were out earlier in the year putting in the foundation for a new toilet block. And God willing, they're coming back to finish it. Uh, and just pray for them as they make plans to come in November and for all the Uh, details for all that's required and for all that needs to be done to see that project finished. Um, And if there's anybody here who feels they could help in a practical way, then do get in touch with the Mission Board office and they'll be happy to give you any details and to let you know uh, whenever the next group is going out. Pray for us as we seek to learn the language. Uh, If you look up Uganda on Google, you'll see that the languages are English and Swahili. Those are the official languages. And English is what is used at a government level, in government offices, and especially in schools. So in the school, there is a a great emphasis on English. But whenever it comes to the community, uh, the people that we live amongst, those people speak Luganda. They don't even speak Swahili. Swahili is what's used in East Africa, uh, Kenya, parts of Uganda, Tanzania. But where we are, they speak Luganda. It's the ancient kingdom of the Baganda. They have their own king, or Kabaka, and they have their own language. So as missionaries, 
We need to learn that language, and we would ask you to pray that God would help us to do so. Stephen and Ruth have made a start already. Uh, They spent some weeks up in Kampala uh, when they came back from furlough, and uh, they are now uh, seeking to to proceed and to continue with the studies on site at Emmanuel. Obviously, because the work is up and running, we can't really let them go and spend six months or a year learning the language. We need them on site. So we have to try and fit the language work in around everything else that is going on. So just pray for them and pray, of course, for the fosters and also for me uh, as we seek to learn the language in due course. We are looking forward, God willing, to getting some electricity on site. Uh, For now, we're using a, a small solar system. It's a two kilowatt system. If you know anything about electricity, you might have an idea of how much that can power but remember it's shared out amongst many people. Uh, So uh, we have been using that and we are grateful for what it does do for us and especially for the light uh, that we get from it. Uh, But it would be a big help to us if we could get the electricity connected, the mains electricity. And they are working on it. The poles are in, the wires are up. Uh, That has taken over a year. Uh, So now we're just waiting to be connected. And we would ask you to pray that very soon that practical need would be met. We are also appealing for a vehicle. Uh, When I came over from Kenya, I drove across and brought one of the cars with me and used it until the time I was coming home on deputation. But the car has gone back to be used in Kenya again, and the mission board do see the need for a second vehicle there at Emmanuel. Uh, We're in a rural setting, In Salu, the place where the school is, is just a crossroads. If you looked up a a map of Uganda, it probably wouldn't even be marked. Uh, It's just a a dot, like a townland. It's about five miles to the nearest small town, the town of Lukaya. It's about 25 miles to where you go for your groceries, which is a town called Masaka. It's 60 miles to Kampala, but it takes three hours uh, because of the traffic jams uh, on the way into the city itself. So uh, we do need uh, transport uh, to function where we are and we're looking to the Lord to supply that need. We read in Romans chapter 10 verse 1 uh, the words of Paul, brethren my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And I know I have mentioned many practical things that you can pray for but I know all of us on the missionary team in Uganda would say that the greatest need in Uganda is for people to be saved. And we read here that it was Paul's desire and it was his prayer that his kinsfolk would be saved and that it is our heart's desire and our prayer that the people around us in Uganda would be saved. And as much as you pray for all the other things that need prayer, we would ask you to pray for that, that souls would be saved. Paul went on to talk about the word of faith which we preach, and he reminded uh, the Romans that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know that was what Paul preached, and that is what we preach and teach in Uganda. There is no other message. There is no different message. As Paul talked about here, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. 
And it doesn't matter whether you're here in Duff or up in Balamani, where I come from, or in Kenya, or in Uganda, or in any other place. It's the same Lord over all. And he's rich unto all that call upon him. And it is our privilege to be able to tell the people there of Uganda that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you know that is a wonderful message of hope. Life is difficult for the people. It's hard. Uh, Some are in desperate circumstances, and we appreciate that. But it's wonderful to be able to give them a message of hope, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 11, Paul said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And you know, as God's people, it's good to remember that, that if we believe on him, we shall not be ashamed. He will never cause us to be ashamed. He will never put us to shame. The Lord is faithful. And I can certainly say that all the years that I was in Kenya, and even in the short time that I've been in Uganda, the Lord has been faithful. But there are 35 million people in Uganda. And over 50% of them are 14 years old and younger. It's the youngest country in the world. And it's not likely to change. The the birth rate is still relatively high, um, an average of of five five per family. And the life expectancy is still very low, 55. Ugandans don't expect to live very long. Um, That is how it is. And we just need to pray that the Lord would send forth laborers into his harvest field. Paul talked here about the need for people to be sent, sent to preach so that people might hear and so that they might believe and so that they might call on the name of the Lord and be saved. And there is still that need. There are people who have never heard. Uh, When I was in Kenya, we we used to say that Christianity was a mile wide and an inch deep. But you know, in Uganda, that inch is not even there. It's not even there. there. There is ignorance, there is darkness, And we need those who will go and tell such people the good news of the gospel. Almost everywhere I've been around Northern Ireland, they've either had a mission or they're preparing for a gospel mission. And you know that is a tremendous thing. It's a tremendous thing that uh, people have so many opportunities to hear the word. But you know, we need to remember there are places where people have never heard even once and where people have no opportunity to hear because nobody has gone to tell them. And we should pray that the Lord would raise up others who would be willing to go and to serve him on the mission field. We'll come to the uh, video. I hope it works, and I hope it is a blessing to you. And thank you for listening.